Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here, here again with Aram uh, to talk a little bit more about nursing. And for today's topic, we thought we'd get into her swipe, the stuff she wished she knew earlier uh, before becoming a nurse. So uh, yeah, so Aram, if you don't mind sharing, what are some of the things that you wish someone had told you <laughs> before you got into nursing? Thanks for having me back again. Um, I guess, okay, so I can, I'll start off by probably saying a lot of people uh, don't really understand. And, and if they don't, I will make it quite clear that nursing doesn't have a set schedule. Um, you all, you will have to work long hours. So typically shifts for nurses are about 12 hours. And sometimes if you're gonna be pulling in overtime, it'll be about 16, but that's optional. Um, you will be working days, you'll be working nights, you'll be working weekends, you'll be working evening shifts. Um, sometimes some of the shifts are eight hours, but of course that would be heavily more extended across the week. Um, and of course you will be working other holidays as well. So Christmas and new year's is definitely a possibility. Um, sometimes people end up working on their birthday. Now, certain other streams of nursing are more, um, you know, office hours, but again, those are also extended throughout the weeks as well. Cool. So I guess it's one where because you are on that shift schedule, like you don't necessarily know what you'll be doing like in June, right? Or in six months from now, in 12 months from now. So uh, if you want to plan for vacations, obviously you got to let them know so they can adjust the schedule appropriately. Um, and sometimes you work longer. So are they always 12 hour shifts or are there like different ones or at least kind of the, the standard kind of nursing? And is there a way to get, get used to that? Because most people work an eight hour day is a pretty common uh, workday, like a kind of nine to five. Uh, how do you get used to like a, a 12 hour shift? <laughs> is, is there something that you can do that to help with that? Um, so 12 hour shifts um, are not typical. Okay. Um, and when you're in nursing school, um, when your first year comes in, um, they'll put you on for only four hours. And of course you'll have a clinical instructor. Um, sometimes in second year, they'll have eight or 12 hours. And of course you'll be rotating um, in a day with a nurse um, around. And then when you get into your subsequent years, so in your final year, by that point, you're pretty much going to be working as a nurse, but you'd be a student nurse, not an actual <laughs> registered nurse. Um, the first several shifts are going to be hard because like you said, eight hours is the standard and most people are used to only eight hours. 12 is a bit of a stretch. Mm -hmm. So you get breaks in between and truthfully speaking, you don't always get your break because everything is such, it's so dynamic. It's such a changing environment. You don't know what's expected to happen. And if your patients get very ill, for example, well, that could be basically push off your break or your, or you don't end up with a break, unfortunately. Now, how to handle a 12 hour shift is very important. So first things first is make sure you get enough rest. So enough, having adequate sleep and rest is very important. Um, staying hydrated is very important. Ensuring that you go to the bathroom is very <laughs> important. Yeah. Um, having a um, full stomach and an empty bladder is very important. 
Um, and, and like I said before, and I mentioned this in my previous podcast, working in a team is very important. So if you're able to complete all your stuff by a certain time period, you debrief with your partner and say, okay, I've reached this point where I've completed X, Y, Z. Where are you at this point? Okay. And then you mutually connect and, and you discuss, okay, so who wants to go first and who wants to go second? Okay. Well, you know, I feel like going first today or, you know, um, since I finished everything, you know, or since you finished all your tasks, how about you go first? And in the meantime, I'll finish my tasks and I'll watch over your patients as well in that time period. So it's, it's all about communicating and working as a team as well. And, but like I said, sometimes even both partners may not end up with a break, a certain break. It can be tough sometimes. So what I'm taking from that is uh, there's a lot of flexibility required as a nurse in the sense that, well, yeah, you might be uh, celebrating your birthday on shift <laughs> and, <laughs> and hopefully uh, uh, someone uh, who's, who's working with you might uh, um, take a, a little bit more kindly on you and help them out, help you out <laughs> during your shift. Yeah. And hopefully uh, you'll do the same thing. And, and uh, it is really a team effort there. And uh, what about some of the things that uh, most people see on TV, right? So there's a lot of kind of glamorized with, with any profession, I guess, uh, of what it's like uh, at to be a doctor nurse so so things like i don't know like the, the Grey's anatomy er way back when and uh yeah some of those types of shows what are uh how, how realistic is that or how how different is, is that experience i think a lot of these television shows that they have like Grey's anatomy house uh there was a new one that they introduced called nurses okay i don't i'm gonna be honest with you i don't I mean, I see the busy atmosphere. Yes, that might be somewhat of an accurate de depiction of what, of what um, happens typically, um, you know, wherever you're working. But I think that it's not a true depiction of what life is like as a medical professional, being also a nurse. Um, we do a lot more than people think or know. Um, and th there's a lot more going on. And especially with this pandemic crisis going on, there's a lot that we're dealing with right now. So um, I feel like they don't really depict the, the reality of what happens and um, the other side, like, you know, the other side of um, the medical professional, the story from the medical professional, you know, they, they sometimes add in some uh, romantization, you know, like they have like these romantic relationships. And I mean, maybe part of that is true. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, the truth of the, the truth is, is not heavily exposed. Um, I think there's so much more they're missing out on. And if they had really depicted that, I think the show would be a heavy hit. Now there are other, um, shows that are out there that have, um, real depictions of reality, um, but I think they may have stopped uh, airing those ones. But that, that I would say would be a real life show of what a medical professional does or what a nurse does on their shift. So, so I think uh, for those that are really interested in, in what uh, nursing is like, take a look at our uh, Nursing Demystified episodes for a little bit more in that. And uh, what, what I'm taking from this is like, don't expect to be a nurse and uh, have uh, hotter, dreamy doctors to fall in love with, <laughs> that sort of thing, and romantic love affairs, this and that. Um, uh, and you might not necessarily be uh, b busy all the time, too, in terms of like, like all the hustle and bustle. There are times when 
it's quieter and there's times when it's crazy busy too. So it's kind of like the ebbs and flows with, with any typical one. So uh, I guess the uh, Hollywood does a good job in terms of enticing people so that they want to want, want to watch. Right. So uh, what are some other things that, that you wish you knew earlier uh, before you started your nursing career? Well, I think what's also important, and this is something that um, I did take part in some of, um, but what I do think is have exposure to a hospital setting or have exposure at an old age home um, or somewhere that you think you might want to work um, when you decide to become a nurse. So the reason being is because you get that exposure um, of the atmosphere itself, but also with the staff and with patients. So you know what it would be like if you were a nurse working there, what personalities you might encounter, um, what types of patients you might encounter, what type of expectations they may have of you as a nurse. Um, sometimes it's what's the expectation a patient would have from a nurse. So I think having that pre-exposure and kind of getting that comfortable feel in the environment will get you set in advance. Um, because you know, if you're like, oh, I wanna do ER, and you volunteer at a local hospital in the ER and you're like, oh my God, what was I thinking? I am not doing this. Like, what was I thinking? I am not doing this. And then you go in a different part of the hospital and you're, you know, you're, you're volunteering in an area with kids with special needs and you're like, oh my God, what have I been missing? This is what I want. Or, you know, some people like geriatrics and, you know, they work, at, they, they volunteer in an old age home and they're like, oh my God, this is what I want. This is my true passion. Or some people like, okay, um, this is too slow for me. I can't do this. And, you know, they try different um, places. So I think that's something that's important um, to kind of consider before going into nursing. Yeah, I think with any job, having that experiential component of uh, knowing what you're getting into <laughs> is definitely a good thing to have. And, and especially in something like nursing, where uh, like there can be so many different areas uh, that could be uh, working for you or working against you. And I, I guess I'm curious where, let's say you decide to volunteer at a, at a nursing home, at, at a hospital and whatever, and everything's just kind of okay where it's not like, yeah, well, if you work at, let's say, sick kids, it's like, yeah, I, this is what I love and I'm passionate about and I really want to do this. That, that's great. But what if it's just like, yeah, that's good. That's okay. Or yeah, that's okay. Whatever. Is, 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 is that enough? Or, or are there other ways to do it? Or at least uh, take that and, and build on it. Are there other things that you would want to um, consider in that regard? I would say if you're going to be going into something that you really are heavily leaning, leaning on, like you want to go into nursing, you have to have a gut love passion. You got to love it mm. with your gut. If it's something that's okay, I like this, but I don't love it. Don't do it. Mm. You have to do what you love and you have to love it with your gut. You got to love it with gut feeling. Um, okay. If say you said you think, okay, I volunteer at sick kids and you know, sick kids is like a place I want to be. It's well reputable. It's pediatrics. I like kids, this, this, and that. When you go in and you're like, Oh, this is it. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, but then, you know, you have to explore other, other places as well. So maybe sick kids, maybe sick kids wasn't all that you thought it was, right? Maybe you want to try someplace else and you go somewhere else and you, and you volunteer at another hospital or, you know, you, you decide you want to do um, nursing management and you're like, okay, this is the stuff I'm really into, you know, what it would be like to be a nurse manager, for example, or a case manager, maybe this is something that you want to do. Maybe you want to make improvements in people's lives by doing that. 
Maybe you don't want to do bedside. Maybe some, some people want to do nursing research. Maybe that's, maybe that's your cup of tea. You got to love it with your gut. You have to have a very big passion. So the first thing is have a passion for, for love, for the love of humanity and, and the compassion to help people. And the next thing is how to do it. And so this is a way to do it as well is find out where your love is. Where do you really love it? Not just like you got to love it. So it sounds like that that love is is important, at least to, for the sustainability of it, right? Because if you're going to do it for long term, then uh, liking it is probably not going to be as as uh, sustainable as as uh, really loving it, right? So uh, right. for those that have that feeling of true passion stuff, uh, it's definitely one where you want to get into. And if 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 you haven't hit that, well, you might want to either consider. Um, a, a different area, or at least try to find the areas that you like most and see if you can kind of develop that love as well. Right. Yeah, cool. definitely. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And as you were making your uh, decision to get into nursing, were there other, other things that, that you wish uh, someone had told you? You have to sit down with yourself. And like I said, in a, in a previous podcast is, um, you have to um, kind of sit down with yourself and have an introspection and self-reflection um, on why you want to do this. Now, once you've done that, I think what's important is making a list on pros and cons. So you got to understand, okay, so if I choose this field, which is nursing, what are some pros for me, but what are some cons for me? If I don't want to work 12 hour shifts, that's something I may need to reconsider. The pros could be helping people, the love for helping people, loving healthcare, loving medicine, loving biology, um, learning new things. You know, I have critical thinking, I'm open-minded, I can approach people, et cetera, et cetera, but then you hate the 12 hours. Well, I mean, if the pros outweigh the cons, then, you know, I think, you know, this is some, that you, something that you may like, because like with any profession, there's going to be a few cons in there. Or if the 12 hours don't bother you, then nursing is not, should not be an issue for you um, unless you decide otherwise uh, when you're actually in nursing school or when you actually hit the field after graduating. Um, if the cons outweigh the pros, then again, got to rethink it, got to get a new, got to get a new slate going and say, okay, so what's plan B? Like, where, where do I go from here? So it's all about talking to yourself, reflecting and saying, okay, so this is what I thought I could do. This is not what I really like. Okay, so how about this, 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 and this? So there's many options there for everybody. And like, you know, sometimes it's not everyone's cup of tea. But I mean, this is the whole idea of the exploration process to find out who you really are and what you really like. And that's why it's important. I mean, some people do it prior going to school um, and you might be very young and some people hit in school and they're like, oh God, what, what, what have I done? Like, you know, <laughs> oh God, I'm like in third year, what have I done? And then some people graduate and they're like, okay, so I've done this. I've worked for about a year. I've worked for six months. I'm not really feeling it. Like, what do I do next? Where do I go from here? There's always open opportunity and there's always different paths for people. And it does, and there's no time stamp. There's no time limit, no matter how old you are. So I don't believe in time stamps. So I, that's just a word of advice from my end to everybody out there listening right now. So it sounds like for those uh, earlier, even later in life, if they have that interest in nursing based on some of the things we talked about before, uh, explore that option, right? Because uh, it, right. it, it sounds like it's, it's, it's never too late too. So 
Uh, awesome. Uh, what are the things you wish that, uh, or, or if you could tell your younger version of yourself, <laughs> what are some considerations that you would have for them? I think I'd also say, in addition to what I just said, ask yourself the typical question that everyone or when, when most career counselors ask you, what do you want to do in five years? Make the five-year plan question. Mm -hmm. Where do you see yourself in five years? What do you see yourself doing? What is realistic and what's idealistic? You have to make your goals, right? You have to say, okay, is this attainable? Is this realistic for me? Or will this take more than five years? Um, you know, you have to, you have to be able to ask yourself questions and be realistic with yourself and say, okay, well, you know, I'm not very good with uh, certain subjects in school, but like I got a decent grade, but I really love nursing. And I think I can really do it. So sometimes it's just the level of confidence, for example, there, um, you know, other things are, okay, well, I see myself becoming a nurse, but it's like, well, you know, after nursing, I'm just going to be changing job to job. So what do I do from there? It's like, am I going to be really satisfied with life? Am I going to have that soul satisfaction or am I going to keep on searching and searching and never really find what I really love? So it's something you really got to keep on asking yourself and reevaluating what you really want in life. Right. It sounds like that starting off with a, a couple of goals and uh, looking into your future to say, like, how are you uh, doing against kind of those, those future plans? And then uh, reevaluating them because what you know now versus what you knew last year, two years ago, five years ago could be totally different, especially if things like COVID happened. And yep. that could definitely challenge uh, and any kind of future prospects uh, that you might have. Uh, and then, and then uh, yeah, figuring out how you can uh, attain your goals. Um, cool. I think that that's a lot of great, uh, useful information um, for, for folks. Uh, are there other things that, that uh, you wish you knew uh, before um, you got into nursing? I think something else that's really important that I'd like to outline is if you plan to go into nursing, which I think is awesome for any, anyone out there, you know, you plan to go into nursing, like hats off to you. That's a very awesome thing. That's a very awesome decision you're making. But please try to understand what do you know about what a nurse does? What do you understand what a nurse does versus what your parents say, your friends say, or the general public says, and then speak to a nurse mm. and find out what the viewpoints are. What do we do? So, you know, from your definition, from, from someone else's own definition of nursing, it could be like, okay, well, we feed pudding and applesauce and, you know, um, it, that that's, that's pretty much it. Or, you know, the, the nurse wears a white cap and, and a white smock and she walks up to the doctor who's wearing a bow tie and clockwork glasses and asks for orders, which is like way back in like, I don't know what generation, like fifties or sixties of nursing. Um, and then, you know, other people that say, oh, well, you know, uh, nurses have to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, you know, they're always like angry people. They're working 12 hour shifts. They're exhausted but then also speak to a nurse and ask them, why did you become a nurse and get their insight on it? Because I think that's really important because a nurse can tell you why they became a nurse, what they heavily appreciate about it. And as frustrating as it can be at times, why are they still sticking with the profession? Mm. I think Which that's a great really, point. Really important. Why are you still sticking with the profession, even though it's frustrating? Even if, for example, you ask a physician who's been working for many, many years, who is probably frustrated at times, why do they choose medicine? And why are they still sticking with it despite the fact there's a pandemic going on? And you know, despite the fact that times can be absolutely frustrating, why? 
Ask these questions, why? Very, very important. You'll be quite surprised to see the wide spectrum of responses that you're going to receive. Right. I think it goes back to some of your earlier advice about the whole experiential part. So not just experiencing, but even having those conversations. Because if you can't experience it for yourself, uh, some questions over coffee can, can uh, fill the bill quite, quite a bit. Um, so I think that was a lot of food for thought for folks uh, and, and, and definitely uh, useful uh, for those considering getting into nursing. I think one question that comes to mind is that, and I don't know if you're able to answer it, but if uh, you could ask or if you could be given yourself advice five years from now, so you five years from now could come back and, and tell you this, what do you think you would want to know? Uh, from, from yourself five years from now? Or are there, uh, I guess a different way of saying it, are there any current challenges or, or things that you're wrestling with that you wish kind of future new, uh, future you would be able to, to kind of calm your, your fears or frustrations or, or, or just questions? And this is if I was a younger version of me. No, right now, or what oh. are you concerned with? So five years from now, what do you think you, what do you think you should know? <laughs> I guess now from five years <laughs> ago. So it's a weird question that it just came to me that if, if you can even answer it, I don't know if you can even answer it. So what are some things that you're worried about right now that you hope that uh, you five years from now could, could help uh, alleviate some of those, those concerns? I guess what changes will happen in nursing? Oh, okay. Yeah, what changes will happen? Will it be for the better or will it be for the good? Um, we're becoming more technologically um, advanced now. There's a lot more of the computer systems they're trying to flip to versus the old school paper charting and everything. Um, you know, we're experiencing a pandemic right now. How does that prepare us for the future in, in five years, so to speak, if you're saying five years from now, how does that prepare us further for the future? Um, will this actually affect people's decisions into coming into nursing? Because, you know, we, for example, um, back in school, you know, we had our big thick textbooks and you had a chapter on pandemics. And I'm thankful that I, to this day, that I read that chapter on pandemics. I kid you not. Wow. And I think that, you know, then when we had SARS and Ebola outbreaks, I mean, I think that should have been the check-in to say, whoa, okay, this can actually happen. And so right. many of my colleagues were like, here's the chapter flip like we're not going <laughs> to touch this chapter and now when I talk to them I'm like so do you actually wish you read that chapter on pandemics they're like yeah but I really wish I did because it gives you an insight on disaster preparedness and planning right so I think that you know having in insight on these types of things is very important because such a big pandemic like this one COVID-19 has affected us and our lives in so many ways how will it change nursing um, it's already changed it in the way that, you know, we screen people, we triage people, the way yeah. that we even provide treatments for people and how we can no longer even just say, no, it's just, it's just one cause. We have to include that as one of the possible diagnoses as well. You know, back in the day, someone had shortness of breath. Okay. Well, it's probably this, this, and this, but now it's like, oh, well, COVID must be included in there. And now with the winter season influenza, so mm -hmm. fluvid, right? So <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Fluvid, right? So, you know, now, like, is this going to be our reality check um, for the future in nursing? Will this drop our numbers and people enrolling in nursing school? Or will this entice people to come into to nursing school? Um, will it raise the numbers? Will it inspire more people to say, oh, like, you know, such a big crisis, and I, I really want to go out there and help more people? Um, what will change? Will the, how will the curriculum change? 
um, in terms of uh, students in nursing school? How will that affect their, their hands-on practice? And um, how will that better prepare them when they're out in field, when they graduate? Will they have minimal clinical shifts because of this pandemic and exposure? Or will they have more? Um, only time will tell. Yeah, I, I think that's amazing. And, and you're right. I think only time will tell, but it's a lot of those interesting things. And the fact that they did have a pandemic chapter in your textbook is uh, quite, quite, quite interesting. So, so make sure you pay attention in class, everybody. And hopefully uh, with some of these insights, you've inspired more folks to, to get into uh, nursing or at least uh, things that they shouldn't be considering as they go on that journey. So uh, thanks again for, for, for your time and, and sharing your, your, your knowledge and experience. And uh, yeah, and anything else uh, before we, we go? Uh, no, actually, I think that's pretty much it for today. But thank you so much for having me here. And I certainly hope that with uh, the previous discussions that we've had and our podcasts and inclusive of today, I hope that I can inspire more of you to go out there and consider healthcare um, and especially nursing. So think about it. Awesome. So thanks a lot, Aram. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in future episodes. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you again. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.